Hey, what's up guys? Thank you for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about um, approval addiction and overcoming approval addiction, or at least working on approval addiction. And I want to welcome you to my channel. My name is Dr. Tom LaHue, and on this channel we discuss everything about the Enneagram and uh, how to have more compassion on ourselves and those that we are in relationships with. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet, I invite you to do that. Also in the description below is a link to my website. I do offer coaching appointments for uh, people who want to understand more about their type and how to uh, move toward a greater level of health or maybe who are in relationship struggles or challenges and you want help, you know, working through those relationships. Uh, I encourage you to go to my website, get more information. All right. So today, by the way, also thank you to my patrons. I really appreciate your support as well. Patreon. Um, you guys have been a great encouragement to me. So let's let's begin today talking about approval addiction. And this is particularly helpful for type twos, maybe some ones, maybe some threes, maybe some nines, maybe some sixes. Uh, but I think, you know, all of us have a de degree, all of us have some level of desire to want to be found approved of by others. It's natural for us to want, you know, others to be happy with us and to you know be pleasing to people and to be in good relationships with them and for them to think you know good of us whether that be respect us or approve of us and our behavior it's when it becomes an addiction and when it becomes mandatory let's put it that way when when it's not just a nice thing when people think well of me but they must they must you know approve of me they must like me they must find me appealing um, that's when it becomes a problem. That's when it becomes an addiction. And, you know, uh, you get addicted to that, that thrill of hearing, you know, those approving words of you, that somebody is pleased with you, somebody is happy with you, somebody is satisfied with you. Not only, approve, not only addicted to those words of approval, but also addicted to the avoidance of any kind of criticism. Let's go through a list. This book comes from The Disease to Please um, by uh, Dr. Harriet Breaker. And uh, let's go through this list uh, and see if you can identify any of these in your own life. Maybe you're on the fence. Well, I don't know. Am I a people pleaser? Am I addicted to approval and gaining other people's approval? Uh, let's go through a list that is given in that book and uh, just see how many of these relate to you, okay? Uh, if someone disapproves of me, I feel like I'm not very worthwhile, Think about that for a second. If somebody disapproves of me, I start to question my own worth and value. Your worth and your value have become attached to how pleasing you are to other people. In other words, it's no longer um, enough to just be me. I am what I do, and I am what I do for other people. And the more I do for other people, the more credits I earn, the more... Um, you know, units of acceptance I earn. And so every waking hour I need to spend trying to gain more and more um, units of self-worth. And so what I do becomes synonymous with what I, who I am. And so I need to do more and more to earn that sense of worth and value. But what if they don't give that worth and value back to me? What if they don't reflect back to me my sense of worth and value? Well, then I'll just try harder and I'll just work harder. I'll just give more effort. And a lot of, a lot of people pleasers do. 
they find themselves completely exhausted, completely drained, and no time, you know, for themselves, no time to just enjoy leisure or pleasure or to do what they would want to do. It's like they're compelled an impulse to do more for other people because I need those people to approve of me. I need to not be criticized. I need to not be thought of as a bad person or not be thought of as a selfish person. And you maybe become addicted to that, to the point that it's killing you, that you are exhausted, depleted, bankrupt, and tired, but you can't seem to stop yourself doing for other people. And that circle of people you're doing it for increasingly widens. If people within your circle no longer give you the approval that you need, in other words, they no longer supply you with your fix, then you need to go outside your circle to an ever widening circle of more and more people that you can make this arrangement with. I'll serve you, I'll say nice things to you, I'll do these pleasing things to you, and then you give me back that sense of approval and then I can feel good about myself. And so this becomes a failing system because more and more people now become dependent on you. And as you come through for them, you're going to get less and less approval because people just begin to expect you to do for them. So they are inclined to give you less and less approval. So your circle widens greater and greater for you to get that fix. That's why this is called an addiction. And you can break this addiction. You can break this addiction if you can change your thinking that my worth and value has to come from something greater than what people say about me or how people treat me or how people respond to me. My worth and value has to come from something greater than just my last efforts for somebody, uh, my last kind words from somebody. Okay, so let's. that was number one. So let's look at number two. It's extremely important to me to be liked by nearly everyone in my life. You can see that when you hear it said out loud, you might immediately go, yeah, that's me, that's me. But hopefully you can hear it when you hear it that clearly stated that there's some inherent dangers here. It's important, it's extremely important to me to be liked by nearly everyone in my life. Well, what if they don't? And what if it's of no cause of your own? What if you didn't do anything? What if they just don't like people with red hair and you have red hair? Or they don't like people with a with an accent and you have an accent or they don't like people from the city that you're from or they don't like people that are tall or they don't like people that are bald or they don't like people that look like and remind them of their uncle you know i mean it's extremely important that i'm liked by nearly everybody in my life what are you willing to give up in order to achieve that goal see how far are you willing to go to gain that approval why do you need these people to like you? What is it that's deficient in you that is supplied by someone else's approval? These are questions I think that you need to think about. And I'm not saying it because I want to be critical of you. I don't. I want to help you. I want to help you think about what's going on inside. And then is there maybe a different pattern? Is there maybe a different way of thinking that could be more beneficial to you that fits more in line with your overall life's good? Again, it's great to want people to like you, but is it mandatory? 
Because you can't control if people like you or not. And if, if you're doing these things to help people and come along people and encourage people with the desire to avoid criticism and with the desire to gain their approval, then is it really them you're helping? I mean, are you really doing this work for them? Is the real focus of the attention on them when you're expecting something in return? And people pick up on that. When people pick up on that, that, that they're, they've been you know, snookered into some kind of arrangement where you pour all this attention on them and you do all these nice things for them and now I'm obligated. Some people will refuse a relationship with you simply because they don't want to be obligated in any way to anybody. Their value system tells them, do not allow yourself to be connected to people that are going to make you obligated to them. And so there will be people who will resist you simply because you are overly nice. What do you do in those situations? Do you crank it up and pour it on even harder until you absolutely drain yourself and wear yourself thin and become so resentful and bitter and frustrated that nobody, you're not fit to be around anybody? These can become self-defeating. This desire to make people happy and to avoid criticism and to increase the, um, the value that you perceive for yourself can become self-defeating. Number three, I've always needed the approval of other people. Do you need your own approval? Do you need to approve of yourself? Is the approval of yourself worth at least as much as the approval that you seek from others? That's something to think about. When someone criticizes me, I usually get very upset. That's interesting. Why? Why does that upset you? If somebody were to say something critical to you, don't they have that right to say that? Don't they have that right to believe whatever they want to believe? Why do you have to take that personally? What is it, what is it affecting within you that causes such frustration and pain? Are they tapping into your own sense of a lack of self-worth? Are they waking up something within you that feels like maybe what they're saying is true? Maybe I don't have worth and value. Maybe I am a failure. Maybe I don't measure up. Are they, are they, are they hitting a soft point within you? And is that what causes so much pain? Then is it really their words that are causing you the pain? Or is it something inside you that's causing you pain? What I mean is this. If somebody were coming to me, I, I, I'm about six foot three. Okay, that's relatively tall. If somebody were to come up to me and call me short and try to humiliate me, try to criticize me by calling me short, do you think it would bother me? It wouldn't bother me because I don't believe what they're saying is true. So they could call me short as long as they wanted to, and it wouldn't bother me in the slightest. I would think, something's wrong with them, right? Because I don't perceive myself in any way to be short. I perceive myself to be average or tall. So when they poke at my height, telling me I'm short, it doesn't hit a soft spot in me at all. So I deflect it and their criticism means nothing to me, except I think something might be off in them. But you see, when somebody criticizes 
something in you that you have a soft spot for, in other words, you're afraid that what they're saying might actually be true, then you see, that's when criticism bothers us. If somebody were to come to me and say, hey, Tom, you know, I don't think you're doing a very good job as a dad. That's going to get my attention. Because, you know, every dad, no matter how hard they try, always has, you know, some question about, am I doing this right? You know, am I really being the best father I could be? So you see, I've got my own doubts about my goodness as a dad. So when somebody comes alongside and they pick on something like that, it's going to get my attention and I'm going to be a lot more sensitive to something like that because, you know, I've got my own doubts. Am I really good? Am I really doing a good job there? And when they point it out, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I'm not doing such a good job there. Maybe I do need to improve as a dad. So when somebody comes in and their criticisms immediately provoke a sense of despair or worry or anxiety, it just shows you that there's something within me that might be deficient in some way. And for twos, threes, and fours, that's going to be your feelings of worth and value. And so you're already questioning your sense of value, like, like waking up every day and saying to yourself, I need to prove that... I deserve to be alive today. I need to go out into this world and show the world that, that I have worth and value. And so I'm going to do all of these things to benefit people in my life. And then I'll go to bed at night knowing that I've been helpful, that I've been a blessing, that I've been a good person who's done the right thing. See, there's that sense, that motivation of needing to prove that, needing to believe that about yourself. And when somebody criticizes you, it can be very painful because it's, it's hitting you in a place that you feel very vulnerable about. Recognizing that can be a part of the solution, is maybe people's criticisms are saying more about them than they are about me. Maybe I don't need to take every criticism personally. Maybe people are criticizing what I'm doing, and what I'm doing is separate from my value and my worth. But see, if you're a people pleaser, you tend to associate your value and worth with what you do for other people, for how you take care of them and how you're helping them. And it can be hard to separate your value intrinsically as a person, your being, your sense of being, from what you're doing for other people. When someone criticizes me, I usually get very upset. Chances are, though, you probably don't deal with it directly. You probably don't go directly to that person and talk to them about that. Chances are you just kind of stuff it down and sit on it, and it builds a sense of toxic, poisonous resentment inside you, which often leaks out in passive-aggressive ways with people. Okay, number five. I believe I need the approval of others more than most people do. Six, I need others to approve of me in order to really feel worthwhile. In other words, other people supply my sense of value. Other people supply my sense of worth. Everybody needs a sense of worth and value, and it's got to come from somewhere. But if you're not careful, the people around you and how they relate to you and how they respond to you can provide all of your sense of worth and value. Your sense of worth and value can come from many different sources, not the least of which from within yourself. Knowing that I did a good job today, I could be proud of myself, I worked hard, I 
did the responsible things. I was kind to people, whether they acknowledged it or not, I know it about myself and also my sense of my relationship to my creator. If God has created me and he's breathed me into his own image, then I have that sense of worth and value that is assigned to me based on who created me. I have his label on me that makes me a person of worth and value. So my worth and value isn't strictly dependent on the people around me and how well they receive me or how well they relate to me. So it's nice to have people's approval. It's nice to have their admiration, but it's not necessary. I don't, they're not the only supply of my source of value and worth. But sometimes for worth types, sometimes you can look too heavily to others to supply your sense of worth and value. And in that way, you give a sense of ownership of yourself over to other people. In other words, you can become somewhat of a slave to other people and their demands. And for some of you guys, you know what I mean, because you, you function as though you're responsible to meet everyone else's needs, like slavery. You've become a slave to receiving people's approval, which is not consistent. People are not consistent in their giving of that approval. You may do three jobs for people or say three nice things to people or take care of people three times in a row and only get an approving glance and only get an approving word one out of three times or one out of 10 times. And so never knowing when you're going to get that fix becomes an adrenaline rush. You're seeking that fix of hearing someone say, you did a good job. You were helpful to me. You matter. You have worth and value. And so you can, you know, spend your energy trying to attain something that no one is required to give to you. And it can be exhausting. My self-esteem seems to greatly depend on what other people think of me. Not what I think about myself or not what my significant, most significant people think or what my God thinks of me, but on what people, sometimes strangers, what people think of me. It bothers me a lot to learn that someone doesn't like me. Well, you know, if you have a strong ethic and a strong sense of right and wrong, and you live by that, and you stand up for the things you believe in, there's going to be people who believe the opposite of what you believe that, guess what, probably won't like you because they don't agree with what you believe and what you stand for. So in some ways, in order to achieve this goal of needing everyone to like you, you have to give up you. You have to give up your most passionate beliefs, your most passionate ideals, all for the goal of fitting in, belonging, and re removing people's criticism and, and being um, liked by them. That's a huge thing to give up. If you gave up that kind of sense of yourself in order to attain approval from others, there might be a lot of anger that can build up within you over time for making that deal and anger at the other people, especially when they don't give you back the approval that you seek. Other people have a great deal of control over my feelings. But you see, you're responsible for your feelings. You're responsible for what you feel. You're responsible. I'm not saying you can always control what you feel, but you're responsible to own your feelings. You're responsible to own your attitudes, your beliefs, 
responsible to own your behaviors and your words. Your feelings are in your yard for you to maintain. If they're your feelings, they're yours. But see, it's easy to point to other people and say, well, they caused me to feel this way. Well, that's easy to put the blame on somebody else. But as long as you put the blame on someone else, then you're held, um, you're in that victim role of, well, I can't do anything to help myself. You see, my husband needs to change. My wife needs to change before I can have any relief. So you're absolutely have turned over the the ability to heal to, to somebody else's control. When I understand that I'm responsible for my own thoughts and I'm responsible for the feelings that come with those thoughts, then now I have the opportunity at least to change those thoughts and to take control of those thoughts and read those feelings as sometimes warnings rather than I feel upset so I need to give more attention to this, but maybe I feel upset and that's warning me that I need to change my thinking that I'm getting over-focused in my thinking and my thinking is becoming problematic and I need to lighten up my thinking before my feelings and my emotions become more agitated. Other people have a great deal of control over my feelings. I want everyone to like me. I want everybody to like me. But do I believe that's realistic? It's not realistic. There's always going to be people that won't. Maybe because they're having a bad day. Maybe because they grew up in a home where they weren't loved. And so they take out that anger on others. Maybe because I'm a male or because I'm a pastor or because they don't like black shirts or they don't like guys with no hair or they don't like guys with... There's a lot of reasons why people may not like you. People don't like broccoli. Broccoli is very good for you. A lot of people don't like it. Does that mean there's something wrong with broccoli? No. Broccoli's great. It's great for you. A lot of people don't like it. You know what people like? They like soda. They like cake. They like potato chips. They like a lot of things that are bad for them. Things that don't improve their lives. Often we're drawn to the very things that kill us, that destroy us. We're drawn to spending and overspending, which is very destructive. We're drawn to sexual immorality, which is destructive. And destructive to many homes and many families. We're often drawn to the things that are the worst for us. And so you, it's really unrealistic to think that other people need to like you. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice in a perfect world? Wouldn't it be great? But we don't live in a perfect world. And that sense of worth and value and shame, as well as anger and fear, are all now a part of this broken world. And in this broken world, sometimes nice people finish last. In this broken world, sometimes kind people are treated unkindly. And to ignore that and pretend like it's not true, and that if I just try harder, and if I just work at it more, that I can change what people think of me, well, it's not childlike, it's childish, and it's naive, and it's destructive to your own sanity, your own health, and to your own relationships. I have to choose between gaining the approval of others and gaining respect, then I would choose their approval. I need other people's approval to feel happy. I seem to need everyone's approval before I can make an important decision. I'm strongly motivated by the praise and approval I get from others. I'm always deeply concerned about what others think of me in nearly every area of my life. I get very defensive when criticism is directed at me. I need to have everyone like me, even though I don't like everyone. 
Now think about that. I need everybody to like me, even though I don't necessarily feel obligated to like everyone. Aren't there people in your life that for whatever reasons, you just don't necessarily want to be around them? And you respect that of yourself, that that's okay. Maybe you wish it wasn't the way it is, but that's the way it is. Then we have to afford other people the same, um, the same luxury in their own life. I would do almost anything to avoid the disapproval of the people who are important to me. How far will you go with that? You know, how far are you willing to go with that? It only takes one person's criticism or disapproval in a group to upset, upset me, even if everyone else is giving me praise. I need the approval of, of others in order to feel loved. In order to feel loved. Well, you know, sometimes it's helpful to realize I am loved whether I feel it or not. I am loved even when I don't feel loved. Sometimes you may not feel loved. And you may, in your head, know you're loved by the people in your life. Maybe they just have a different way of telling you that you are loved than the way that you would r wish they would tell you. Maybe you would like them to be more direct. Maybe you would like for them to be more open and more straightforward and more revealing about their love for you. But maybe that's not their way. And part of the way you can love them is recognizing that they have their own ways of communicating their love. I need the approval of others in order to feel loved. Okay, so what else do we want to say? Anything else? It's impossible for you or anyone else to get everyone's approval all the time. That's truth. It is impossible for you to get, no matter how many quarters you put in the machine, no matter how many times you pull the lever, no matter how many times you help um, share kind words, um, serve, it's impossible to get everyone's approval all the time. If you keep habitually trying to gain everyone's approval, you will wind up depleted, exhausted, demoralized, and frustrated. And when you're in that state, it's hard for you to really relate well to others because you are so frustrated and so hurt. Trying to make everyone like you will only deepen your sense of inadequacy. It'll never make you feel better about yourself because when you don't feel like you measure up, you'll try harder. When you do get the approval that you seek, when you come through for someone or help someone and they say thank you and how grateful they are to you, that also can be problematic because it only further reinforces in your mind the idea that, see, I came through for them and I received the reward. They love me for what I do. They love me for what I said to them. They love me for how I make them feel. They love me for the service I give them. They don't really love me for me. They love me for what I did for them. So when they approve of you, it furthers, it reinforces the false belief that you are what you do and you're loved because of what you do. And when you fail to receive that approval, it just encourages you to try all the harder the next time or to broaden your sphere of influence to others who will appreciate you. Either way, it can further the cycle downhill. Trying to make everyone like you will only deepen your sense of inadequacy. Having others' approval will make you feel good 
especially if the other people are people you like and respect, but you don't need, there's a key, you don't need their approval in order to validate your worth as a human being. You may struggle with issues of worth, but that's your struggle. You don't need their approval in order to, to prove your value. If I took a $100 bill out, if people like it and say nice things to it, it doesn't make it worth more than it is worth. It is worth $100 whether people speak nicely to it, whether they treat it nicely, whether they ignore it, whether we give it a place of prominence. Nothing can change the value of the $100 bill, whether however it's treated, however it's responded to, as long as it's not destroyed. If you destroy it, then it's destroyed. And what you may come to realize is that all of the seeking of worth and value and proving worth and value is you could be destroying yourself with all of that effort. What would happen today if you could just breathe deep and say, I do have worth and value, whether I recognize it or not, whether the other people in my life help me to see that or not, but I do have worth and value. And then to serve, love, and give out of that sense of worth and value, not in order to receive that sense of value. Some people may never like or approve of you, no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try. The most important, effective, and lasting source of approval is the acceptance you give yourself. Develop a clear sense of your own judgments and your own values, and then go govern yourself accordingly. Exercise choice in the place of compulsive habits. Be intentional about what you do, and why you are doing it. And one of the most important lessons that you can learn is get in touch with your ability to say no. People pleasers have a hard time saying no to others. One of the best ways that you can combat this people pleasing addiction and this approval addiction is learning to say no to people. If it's not a clear yes, if there's any doubt in your mind, if there's any thought that I may or may not really wanna do this, then say no, lead with a no. Tell people no. People will either respect your boundary and let you be a person separate from them, or they might withdraw from you. Let them withdraw. Let them withdraw from you, but be you. And don't be afraid of saying no to people. Thank you guys. I wish you the best. Blessings. Be well and be present to life.